fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. So the shenanigans and chaos and anarchy begins in the streets of America after the accidental oops leak that we've had out of the U.S. Supreme Court. That's going to be a fun one. We'll see. Is that how we're going to rile up the Democrat base? They have nothing else to run on. So let's just do a little drop here, a little bomb, and just make people lose their minds over what's happening out of the federal level. Welcome into the program. It is the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very, very much. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. We have a heck of a show lined up for you today. I don't want to waste any time. Bottom of the hour, we have Robert Spencer. He is author of the book, The Critical Quran, Explaining Key Islamic Commentaries in Contemporary Historical Research. We'll talk about that at the bottom of the hour. But right out of the gate today, we have a great treat for you in our What's Trending segment of the day. What's trending today? Now, obviously, the conversation in Washington, D.C. right now is a tense one regarding the abortion issue, regarding the LGBTQ, because apparently Joe Biden says that that's just going to like get rid of gay marriage and stuff, too, which is the new type of uh, uh, keyboard warrior mindset, the civil rights movement that's going on. Where are we when it comes to, I don't know, civility in the country? getting along, getting rid of racism, working to evolve ourselves, working to make this a better country, because even with all of our struggles, this is still the best damn country on the face of the earth than it always has been, and hopefully it always will be. I am honored and so happy to have on the program with us here to kick off the show for a Tuesday today, the author of the new book, Created Equal, The Painful Past, Confusing Present, and Hopeful Future of Race in America. He is top-selling author. He is the former HUD secretary, also former presidential candidate, and former director of the pediatric neurosurgery at John Hopkins. All around, just awesome guy. Super happy to have on the program with us here, Dr. Ben Carson. Dr. Carson, how are you, my friend? I'm doing very well. Very glad to be with you. I, for me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on the program. This has been such a hot topic, and it drives me nuts. The The concept of identity politics bugs the heck out of me, because to me, when someone brings up the identity politics argument and the victimization and all the issues that we see, it to me, it's like such a low IQ argument, because they can't debate substance of what's really wrong, wrong with society. It's just the kind of the cop-out, isn't it? Well, it is, and it's hard to understand how people believe that, you know, getting white people to feel guilt and getting black people to feel victimhood is going to help us. Yeah. <laughs> how does that improve the situation in the long run? And, uh, you know, one of the reasons that uh, my wife and I wrote this book is because we've seen the way that the race issue is being used to drive wedges in our society. We're trying to drive wedges on the basis of race, gender, income, age, religion, you name it, drive wedge, divide the people. And it's a, it's a critical issue because the United States of America is a very strong nation and has led the world for quite some time. Uh, and when before we became a power, 
there were all these despotic leaders going around trampling on anybody who was weaker than they were. And uh, we stabilized that to a large degree. But now as we're weakening, those despots are starting to reappear. And, uh, you know, we need we need strength in our nation and we need unity. And there are those who want to fundamentally change us into something else. They want a government centric nation as opposed to a people centric nation. And we need people to be informed about what's going on. That is very true. It's sad because you're right. It is the wedge that they know how to hit right at the heart of America and the heart of the emotional uh, side of America to where they can divide us so well. I read a story yesterday about an elementary school in Washington, D.C., where their home project was to go home and find the racist member of their family at like the age of five years old. I mean, uh, now my daughter, she's seven. She's about to turn eight. That's not a conversation we've had because she has friends that are all different skin colors and she doesn't even look at that stuff. We're literally training kids at the young age to be like, hey, they're different because their skin color is different, which creates racism. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a friend, his granddaughter came home crying and she said, Grandpa, am I evil because I'm white? Obviously, they're hearing this stuff in school. Wow. And I think it's pernicious. And and look what you're doing to the minority kids by saying that you cannot achieve at the highest levels because of the way this system is stacked against you. You know, my mother, who had less than a third grade education, I got married at age 13, trying to escape dire poverty in rural Tennessee, never accepted excuses from us. Mm. And uh, she always said, do you have a brain? If the answer was yes, then you could have thought your way out of that situation. It doesn't matter what somebody else did or said. And, you know, we can't go around giving people excuses for failure and making them uh, feel that they're not in charge of their own lives. And we also need to recognize that in America, we have made enormous strides in terms of uh, race relationships. Just in my lifetime, when I was a little kid and a black person came on a television in a non-servile role, it was a big deal. You called everybody and everybody who watched. They were fascinated. And uh, now in the same lifetime, we have black admirals and generals and CEOs of Fortune 500 companies and heads of all kinds of philanthropic firms. We've had a president elected twice. We have a vice president. I mean, the list goes on and on. All of that's happened in one lifetime. And uh, so to say that we haven't made progress is absolutely silly. And then you have the 1619 Project, CRT, also, which they want to change the name of every few months so you can't recognize it. But, you know, teaching identity politics, teaching kids that the most important determinant of what happens to them is the color of their skin. Uh, you know, there's 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 no usefulness in doing that. Have we made mistakes? Absolutely. Are we smart enough to learn from those mistakes? We should be. And yeah. we get to decide what kind of future we want to have. Do we want to build our future on our mistakes or on our victories? It's a great point. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Dr. Ben Carson is the author of the book Created Equal, The Painful Past, Confusing Present, and Hopeful Future of Race in America. Now, I'm 33. I didn't get to live through the 80s when we saw a lot of the the black culture come into music, into movies. But it looked like, from what I've seen, from what my parents recollect, is that everybody got along. It was a happy time. It was a great time. Coming into the 90s, me as kind of a 90s kid, I saw a little bit of that. 
But when did we start getting derailed again? Things were doing well. We started seeing equality. Everybody was happy and moving forward together. And then we started seeing another division happen. When was that? Was it during the Barack Obama era? I mean, when did we start seeing racism kind of peak up again? Certainly, uh, there's been a lot more emphasis on race uh, since Barack Obama. You would have thought it would have been just the opposite. Yeah. Uh, but in fact, you know, saying that the police acted stupidly, you know, this could have been my son, you know, focusing on those. And, and, and I wrote a whole chapter about this in the book, focusing on those rare incidents where an unarmed black man is killed by a white police officer. Whenever that happens, it's such a big story, and it's repeated 24-7. You would think that is a common occurrence. Mm. And the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, in the in the year 2018, last year we have good statistics, there were over 50 million police civilian encounters, and it was 19 uh, cases where a police officer, white police officer, shot a black person and killed them. Um, you know, you you would never think that it was the case. And they did a survey, and people were saying, oh, it was probably hundreds or maybe a thousand. It was nowhere near that, but you would get that impression. And, uh, you know, after the George Floyd incident, which was horrendous, that was one of the worst things I've ever seen. There's yeah. no question about it. But that's way off on the distal end of the bell curve that something like that happened. Now, there was another case uh, that was similar in which the police put their, their knee on the person's neck for 14 minutes, and they were saying, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, and they did die. But you heard nothing about it because it was a white man right. that was killed, and it didn't fit the narrative. And, uh, you know, this is what's so disturbing, and we talk about this in the book. You know, look at all those young people being killed in Chicago every week. Does anybody care about it? Nope, not unless they're shot by a white policeman. And, uh, why don't we start concentrating on where the real problems are and deal with that? You know, when we're dealing with the issue of slavery, they want you to think that America is the worst place ever because we had slavery. Everybody had slavery. Right. You know, we were not unique in that. We were unique in that we had so many people who had a distaste for it that we were willing to fight a civil war and lose a substantial portion of our population to stop it. Uh, that's something worthy of notation. But, uh, you know, when it comes to the issue of slavery, what we should be telling people is the truth, and that is there are more slaves in the world today than there have ever been in the history of mankind. Mm. And you look, you look at human trafficking, which is a type of slavery, the number one consumer of it, the United States of America. So, yes, there is a slavery problem, and it is existing right now today. Hundreds of thousands of people, horrific lives. Are we doing anything about it? No, we'd rather go back and look 200 years ago and say, you shouldn't have done that. We need to deal with it today. Yeah, putting on the blinders, which is what the left does really, really well. It's Dr. Ben Carson. we got just about two minutes left here before we have to let you go. But you mentioned in your book, The Hopeful Future of Race in America, what is that hopeful future? What can we look forward to? And as we continue to battle the 1619 Project, as we continue to battle critical race theory in schools, as we continue to battle some of these things, how can we be hopeful and what do we need to do to continue to fight this and make the future bright for everybody? Well, I think we need to, to, to bring truth into this whole conversation. 
you know, to, to say that white people are evil because we had slavery in the South without saying that the vast majority of white people in the South didn't own slaves. You know, that's very disingenuous. Uh, to say that our country is built only around the efforts of black people, that's disingenuous. Black people contributed a lot. There's no question about that. And I talk in the book about some of the things that nobody knows that were invented by black people that we use every day. But we've also had people from all other races contribute to that. Our diversity and our way of thinking about things differently has actually been a source of strength and is one of the reasons that we were able to ascend to the pinnacle of the world. We need to make our diversity into a problem. And there are those who want to fundamentally change our nation and they're using you know, racial identity politics uh, to accomplish that goal. And we have to be smart enough to recognize what they're doing and decide for ourselves where we want to take our future. And we want to build that future on some magnificent things that have happened. And let's talk about those and let's, let's concentrate on those. Let's admit the bad things that have happened. And let's learn from those. That's what smart people do. They learn from mistakes. Yeah. Stupid people try to cover up the mistakes or rewrite the history. Amen to that. Created Equal is the book, The Painful Past, Confusing Present, Hopeful Future of Race in America. Find them online, bencarson.com as well. Dr. Ben Carson, it's an honor to talk to you, my friend. Thank you for everything that you do. Keep up the fight, and we'd love to talk to you again sometime soon. Thank you so much. Hey, appreciate that very much. Lots more to get to here on The Voice of Reason for a post-Monday celebration. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Good stuff. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting wherever, however, whenever you may be watching or listening to the program. Welcome aboard. We love having you aboard today. Thanks again to Dr. Ben Carson coming on the show. I love that guy. I've been a big fan of Ben Carson for a long time. I have to admit, I didn't necessarily support him uh, running for president, but I loved, loved him. I wanted him to be president. Don't get me wrong. I just knew the political flavors wouldn't allow him to be president because he's too soft-spoken. Like, he's one of those guys, which is why I love, and I could just sit there for hours and and do a show with him uninterrupted because, you know, we get a little feisty on this program. We're kind of fast-paced, high-intensity, and while I try to bring, you know, common sense to the show, like, he comes on and he's just like... He's just zen, and he doesn't say a lot, but when he does, it is just like gushing just wisdom, and I could listen to him speak forever because everything he says is spot on, is articulate, and it's just wisdom just like spewing out of him, and I absolutely love it, so I really appreciate him coming on the show. It was a great honor to chat with him. We'll get him back on the show again soon. Again, it's BenCarson.com, and his latest book, uh, Created Equal, The Painful Past, Confusing Present, and Hopeful Future of Race in America. It is optimistic, and we're the eternal optimists on this show, are we not? We talk about the opportunities of what can be, not necessarily what is, because we understand what this nation is capable of. As he mentioned, we were the first ones, one of the first nations in the world to stop racism and slavery. We have called it out. We have changed it. And now we're diverting back to it with the story we read yesterday with the children thinking about race, ultimately making them racist in some way, shape or form by judging people based on their race, good or bad. Oh, you're a different color. Therefore, you're a victim or, oh, you're a different color. I don't like you or, oh, you're a victim. You're just different than me. You don't even mention it to them and they would just live their lives happily ever after. Together, racism is taught. It's not in your DNA. You're not born with it. It's taught that way. And that's what we have to continue to remind the other side of the aisle on a regular basis. What boggles my mind is that individuals like Ben Carson are shunned in the Democrats. You would think that someone like the story that Ben Carson has with his mom that didn't get a third degree uh, education, that had children, that taught them not to be a victim, that said, hey, you probably should have thought you know, through that so that way you could come to your own conclusion and actually you know, have some type of uh, idea on how to move forward to solve something or do something or be something where you have that dream. And look at where he's at now. In one generation, man, one generation, he went from his mom not being able to get a third degree education and the tension in the civil rights movements to now being a former presidential candidate, being the secretary of the HUD and uh, being an author, being the head of a neuro department of a hospital. That's insanity. But yet the other side shuns him. Oh, He's just had it made for him. He just had the golden platter. He's the Uncle Tom. He's the this. He's the that. It shows how spiteful the left is and how they despise success from minorities while they say they're actually for minority populations. It's very evident in how they actually act, which is why what's going on with the Supreme Court right now is really their mob-like mentality again because things aren't going their way. Therefore, they want to overturn the tables. I got into it with a social media-ite today on, on Twitter for a little bit. It was kind of fun. They They couldn't respond after I had commented back to them a couple of times, but they had really said that democracy is failing because President Trump was able to put three Supreme Court justices on the Supreme Court and they're repealing basic human rights and therefore democracy is failing because of the Supreme Court decision that has been leaked. Now, (laughs) now, 
What they failed to mention was that, number one, a U.S. Supreme Court opinion has never been leaked in its history of the United States before. And why do you think all of a sudden this would be leaked? I mean, we have an election coming up to where you need to rile the base, and the only way you know how to rile the Democrat base is through an emotional argument. So why not drop it there? At the same time, why not drop it? Because they're so desperate to maintain what they have is drop it, get the radical mobsters you know, fired up for the protest to happen and burning half the cities again to try to, uh, you know, bully the Supreme Court justices into changing their opinion before it becomes official here in a couple of months, which what's the definition of using violence as a means for political gain? I forget. Let me look that up over the break. Hold on. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Boy, the program flies right on by. Welcome into the show. Great to have you along halfway through today for a post-Monday celebration. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming, podcasting all over the place on the interweb. Any type of media you can find. You can also subscribe to us on our podcast as well and get that uh thanks again to dr ben carson top of the hour good talk with him so we have the u.s supreme court that is leaked uh, by uh, by right now the tweet tweets that we're hearing is that what is leaked by the sotomayor uh office who wouldn't want to do that now why would we possibly want to leak that <laughs> so uh, as we mentioned we now have a an emotional response from Democrats to try and uh, get fired up going into midterm election. Hey, we can't let this happen. As we mentioned, there are now some that say that democracy is failing us because we have the Trump administration that had three U.S. Supreme Court justices nominated, and they're overturning abortion rights that are apparently human rights, and therefore the system is failing us which is not true in any of those in any way, shape, or form on all those accounts. But we'll just roll with that for a second. But why would they leak this? A never-before-heard-of leaked U.S. Supreme Court opinion before the actual official statement coming out. Why would they leak this? Because they want an emotional argument going into a midterm and maybe just a few, you know, rabble-rousers to go out there and have their quote-unquote mostly peaceful protests that burn down half a city and beat people in the streets and blow up, you know, car dealerships and stuff in an attempt to try and bully or intimidate the Supreme Court justices to maybe change their opinion before the official one comes out because, well, that's what they have to do. Now, I asked the question going into the break, 
What's the definition? We're going to play Jeopardy here for a second, can't we? What's the definition of something where they use force, uh, physical violence, or the threat of violence, or blackmailing in some way, shape, or form for a political outcome and political game? Can we can we ask that for a second? I'm wondering. What was that? Was that uh, was that? That was terrorism, right? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, that's right. So, which is kind of a perfect segue into our latest in what's trending today. What's trending today? Super happy to have this guy on the program as we talk about not just focusing here domestically because obviously they are kind of the radicals that are causing some havoc right now, but there seems to be a threat that we've forgotten about almost, that we don't pay attention to, the mainstream media doesn't focus on, and we've kind of forgotten over the over the years. I was, and we've talked about our stories of where we remember ourselves during 9-11, and I remember very much, and again, for those older listeners, don't laugh at me. Yes, I was in the sixth grade when it happened, but it still is burned into my memory, and I'll never forget it. And we've always had our commemorations, but since then, the focus of that issue has kind of trickled downward. He is the director of Jihad Watch. He's also author of the new book, The Critical Quran, explaining explained from key Islamic commentaries and contemporary historical research. You can find him online as well at richardspencer.org. But it's the man himself, Robert Spencer, here with us here. Robert, how are you, my friend? Just great. How are you, Andy? I am living the dream. I appreciate you coming on the program here. This is a topic that doesn't seem to get a whole lot of attention anymore, does it? Yeah, most people probably think that it's all over. But actually, at jihadwatch.org or robertspencer.org, I track jihad activity every day. People would be surprised. It's uh, stepping up, actually, in intensity in Asia and Africa, as well as in Europe. And with the fictional southern border that we have now, there were 43 people on the terror watch list who were apprehended last year, and that's just the ones that got caught. We don't know how many got in. Mm. And so the critical Quran is needed at this point because people understand less than ever why this keeps on going and why it never ends and why they keep coming. But we're going to be facing this again in the future, thanks to Joe Biden. Yeah. Why is there an uptick right now? I mean, under the Trump administration, he had really was able to end a lot of the wars in the Middle East. He had actually shot some missiles and blew up some of the guys. He had said that, uh, you know, that some of the extremism going on in the Middle East was essentially dead or at least uh, so crippled they couldn't do a whole lot. Why is there an uprise again now? Weakness invites aggression, and it happens all the, every last time. And the Biden administration has projected nothing but weakness reaching out, for example, to the Islamic Republic of Iran, a rogue regime that sponsors terrorism around the world, and said, hey, we want to re-enter the Iran nuclear deal, the one that Trump rightly called the worst deal ever concluded (laughs) by any American president under any circumstances. And he offered them concession after concession after concession to re-enter this deal without realizing that the Iranian leadership sees the world in terms of strength and weakness. And they see Biden as weak, and this is the time to step up efforts and be more aggressive than ever. Let's talk about Afghanistan for a second as we try to pull out of Afghanistan. And they were telling us, the meaning they, the Biden administration, was saying that ISIS-K was now our ally, and that, or they were the enemies, or the Taliban was our allies, or whoever the hell was our allies that we were fighting before, but they're a new variant, and they're the ones trying to take over, so they were the ones that were going to secure our Air, uh, Air Force bases and our, our airstrips, so that way we could get people in and out of there. What the heck was going on, and why did we go along with any of this in any way, shape, or form? Well, we went along with it because we got idiots at the top, <laughs> and they were consumed with critical race theory, 
and with weeding Trump supporters out of the military the whole summer of 2021 when they should have been planning for a safe and orderly withdrawal from Afghanistan. Wait, wait, I want, to, so, hold on, I want to stop you right there. There was, and I hadn't heard this, there was a political movement to get rid of Trump supporters within the military? Oh, yeah, no doubt about it, absolutely, because they were insurrectionists, you see. Mm. Uh, I mean, the whole thing is, is lie based on lie, and there was no insurrection on January 6th, as I'm sure you know, but in, 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 in the wake of whatever did happen on January 6th, the Justice Department has been saying white supremacists are the biggest threat that we face in the nation today, which is an outright lie. Yeah. You don't see white supremacists out there blowing up uh, buildings and flying planes into buildings and whatever. You, you don't see it because it's not happening. And because there is not some big white supremacist terrorist threat. But when they say that, what they mean are the people who went into the Capitol on January 6th, but not just them. They mean their support system. A CIA operative actually made this quite explicit. He said al-Qaeda at its height was not really very many people, but we had to deal with the support system that they had, the societies and cultures that thought that what they were doing was great. Now, we never dealt with that adequately, but that's another story. When they start talking in that way, they're talking about pretty much anybody who voted for Trump is now going to be considered to be a threat, a terror threat in the United States. This is Biden's America. This is really scary. This is very scary. We're talking with Robert Spencer, director of the Jihad Watch. You can find them online, jihadwatch.com. Also author of the book, The Critical Quran. Let's talk about the inner fighting that's going on within Afghanistan and the Middle East just in general right now. Obviously, we have allies. We're trying to get allies that we've had in Afghanistan and other places around there out of the country since they are being persecuted. But are they winning or are the extremists taking back over this region to where they're going to have the dominant force again? Oh, it's very much the jihadis are resurgent. ISIS is back in Syria and Iraq. They're not in charge. They don't have their caliphate like they did before Trump became president. But they are attacking Syrian and Iraqi forces. They're a more formidable force than they have been since Obama was president. And that's all because, of course, the U.S. military, once again, projects weakness and wrongheadedness. And so they're on the march. The Taliban has taken over Afghanistan. ISIS has uh, affiliated groups in Nigeria, Somalia, and Mozambique that are in, encountering incredible success, really. Uh, the Nigerian government keeps promising, oh, we're going to crush this group within weeks. And it's been years now. Mm. And they uh, essentially act with impunity. And every day, with no exaggeration, every day there are stories, 10 Christians killed, 50 Christians killed, 100 Christians killed in Nigeria. And the world doesn't care because it doesn't fit the establishment narrative, but it's going on because the jihadis are emboldened, encouraged, more confident than ever, and resurgent all around the world. Yeah, that is very scary. Now, here domestically as well, uh, is there still are there still camps, you know, radicalization camps? I know I grew up in Colorado. I remember the FBI mentioning once that there were at least like 11 or 12 different camps that were being watched by the federal government on extremism there with different training camps or whatever they were doing there. Is that still on the rise here domestically in the U.S. when it comes to radicalization? Well, you know, what's funny about that is that those camps have not been closed, but they have gone very quiet. But there's still, there's still a steady stream, particularly for ISIS, a steady stream of recruits and converts. And they have recently called upon Muslims in America to join up, join up with ISIS and to carry out 
uh, so-called lone wolf attacks that aren't really lone wolf attacks at all because they're tied into this support network in the United States. Mm. That is that is interesting. Now, is there are Muslims in America going that direction? I mean, I've, I'm based out of Wichita here. We have the Wichita Islamic Society. They're very wonderful people. I've had them on the show many times. They're really involved with the community, and they completely shun any type of radicalization. Is that what's needed to fight radicalization domestically here, or... You know, are that is that kind of the fringe? I mean, where do we stand with a lot of Muslims here in the country? Well, you know, it's, that's very hard to tell, actually, because obviously the people who are joining ISIS aren't going to announce it and say, you know, by the way, um, I've got my ISIS membership card here. Uh, <laughs> there is jihad recruitment in the United States. It does go on. There are Muslims who are fighting against it, and they deserve all our support. Uh, but uh, at the same time, we have to recognize that there has not been thoroughgoing reform. There's not a single program anywhere in a mosque in the United States to teach against the understanding of Islam that the jihadis subscribe to that leads them to take up arms. Interesting. Robert, we got to take a hard break here. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Unfortunately, i got another show. Okay, that's all right. It's Robert Spencer. The book is The Critical Quran. You can find him online at robertspencer.org as well. Robert, it's a really fascinating conversation, uh, and I'd love to spend some more time with you on this. we got to get you back on the show again soon. Call me anytime. Thank hey, you. You betcha. Appreciate that. That's Robert Spencer. Again, we'll get him back on the show uh, here soon and talk some more about this. A fascinating topic. Is it going to be back in the mainstream? Is it something we have to deal with here very soon? We'll do that when we come back. Plus, what's going on with the U.S. Supreme Court? How do we deal with this madness? Because there's going to be some more radicalization going on with some very angry, emotionally fired up people. What's next on that? We'll no talk about that when we come back. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I don't know if you've noticed or not. Have you noticed a similarity between the radicalization of a religious group and the radicalization of a political group? It's essentially the same thing, isn't it? Which really makes sense when you tie it into the fact that Democrats and progressives and liberals and socialists want the government to be a religion. Don't believe in a higher power. Believe in us as the overpowering government entity. We will take care of you. These aren't the droids you're looking for. These are the ones. Don't worry. We will take care of you. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And when you start believing that and believing that government is the solution to end all be all, then you really become just as much of a radicalized individual as if you are an extremist, radicalized religious individual. It's one and the same, which is why it fits perfectly to what's happening with the courts right now. The Supreme Court having a document leaked for their opinion that has never been done in the history of this nation before, actually having their Supreme Court opinion leaked on a case and people losing their minds. Now, why would they leak this? It comes from a left wing. So from what we know, this is not confirmed yet that I know of, but it, they have the rumor tweet tweet that Sotomayor's office is the one that leaked this information because, because they don't like the response. They don't like what's going on. They don't like things going against what they want. They have the majority in this in the Congress right now. They have the presidency, so therefore they should be able to ram through everything and never lose a gain anywhere. This is a big hit for them if they come out with this official decision and say, hey, yeah, uh, they're not even saying that abortion is unconstitutional. All they're saying is that abortion isn't protected by the Constitution and therefore defaults back to the Tenth Amendment with federalism and therefore states get to make their own decisions. And what Democrats and progressives can't stand is that something is not just centralized at the federal level and that they have the ability to do anything that they want to do without consequence, without cause and effect, without repercussion, because they are the entitled brats and little children that just feel like they can do anything they want to without any repercussion. Don't worry, mommy and daddy will take care of it. According to Politico.com and the documents that were released with the initial draft of the initial opinion piece, we hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. In the opinion of the court, it is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the state's elected representatives. Wait a second. A controversial topic like that, making decisions based on elected officials, based on the constitutional republic that we have? Gasp! How could you? How could you do such a thing? But just like a radicalized religious individual, a radicalized government individual is the exact same mindset here. You're not allowed to do that. So why would we leak this? To get you emotionally riled up for an election, to say, oh my gosh, if you don't turn out to vote, your abortion rights are going to go away. You're right to choose. I mean, Joe Biden's already taken it to the next level because we're going to dip into the head of Joe Biden for just a second. Let's go into the Biden basement. <laughs> As he says that the radical quote-unquote radical Supreme Court decision on abortion may also endanger gay marriage in the nation as well. So now you're just trying to scrape the little bit of desperation you're trying to scrape for whatever you can. The U.S. Supreme Court getting rid of abortion and saying it defaults back down to the state level apparently is the same thing for gay marriage, which honestly it is because that's the right to contract for a marriage doesn't involve the federal government. It really involves statewide legislation and statewide laws. So I don't know why the federal government rules on that one as well, but 
trying to rally that base, trying to get people, especially the fringe, the radical fringe, to get fired up on an emotional issue and get them to turn out for the election, but at the same time, trying to overturn the decision before it's even made. Which, again, what's the definition of an individual that's using blackmail or threats of violence or violence in order to sway someone for a political advantage? Oh, yeah, that would be something called terrorism, which is what, again, is going on right now. If they leak this, boom, hey, this is about what's to come down, and half the city gets burned down across the nation in multiple different cities, then they're going to hopefully, according to them, hopefully the Supreme Court justices will reconsider their position and that they'll change their opinion before the final decision comes out. By golly, we're going to save our democracy. That's their mindset. Because they're the children that are not wanting to take responsibility for their actions, and that want to play the victim, and that want to be able to do anything that they want to do, trying to claim human rights, which is just absolutely hysterical for the obvious topic that we're discussing here. But that's the left. Welcome to them. They're insane. The fear-mongering, the riling up of the base, riling up of the mob, it's begun. Perfect for season and summertime and warmer weather as well. So get ready across the nation because we're going to be in for the next couple of months. Have some very angry protesters until that official decision comes out. More on that tomorrow on the program. Lots more to get to over the next few days. Stay tuned in. Until then, podcast up in just a little bit. Be your own voice of reason. Be that catalyst to change in your own community. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.